Madison, I want you to do another intro for my podcast. What you want me to say? Say this. Welcome to season two of my mom podcast. Get your ish together. Believers, it's time for God's people to shine. It's your girl, host, entrepreneur, Delisa New Williams here. I need you to get ready because this is the season for the believer. For you to know that heavens are open and God hasn't closed any doors. Let's awaken and stir the word up for the believers. God's ready to gird up the believers. Make you conquerors and achievers. This ain't no game. This is season two of Get Your Ish Together podcast for who? The believers. Now let's go. Hey, hey, family. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Delisa New Williams. Welcome to the first episode of season two of Get Your Ish Together podcast for believers. Yes, I am super ecstatic because let me just tell y'all, I am so freaking proud of this podcast and what God is doing through your life, through the listeners, just even in my life as well. You know, season one stretched me in a capacity that I didn't know I had in me. When you listen to my episodes, you know, it's like comedy and church all in one. And I would get done with an episode and be like, oh my God, I really like, I really finished it. Oh my God, like, you know, people listening, like, this is really phenomenal. You know, people were contacting me saying how, you know, it really inspired them and they changed some things in their life and, you know, they got a different outlook on things. And I'm like, yes, that is it. Okay. So I just, I'm like, I miss y'all so much. I've been waiting to just, you know, bless the mic again. And so here we are with season two, okay, of the podcast. Now, before we get started, I want to just congratulate my fellow podcast sisters. I got my boo thing, Kristen R. Harris. She is actually the one who talked to me about this podcast, got me started, inspired me. And I'm telling y'all, I was not even thinking about a podcast. I was like, no, not for me. Who does that? Who just sits and listens to people talk? Like that doesn't even make sense, right? I mean, like, are you that person that just sit back and be like, that don't even make sense. And then God calling you to it. Like, come on. Okay. Don't, don't be like me. (laughs) So I really thank God for her and my other fellow sister, Um, Her podcast, Crystal Luster Boynes, Living Room Worship. So Kristen R. Harris has God Put Me Up on Game. And then Crystal Luster Boynes has Living Room Worship. So go check them out as well. So make sure you get get your ish together. God Put Me Up on Game, Living Room Worship, all in rotation. Because God's girls are in the building for 2020. And we are shutting the airwaves down with that Holy Ghost flavor, baby. Now, first and foremost, I want to thank you for rocking with me for season one. All the people who, you know, were here with me before and even the new people who are here now, for real, because that means a lot to your girl. My mission would get your ish together for those who may not be familiar with it. You know, this may be your first time coming around. 
I did this because I want to help shift your mind. I want to help shift your mindset. I want you to have a transformed mind knowing that God ain't against you. Like for real, he's actually for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in, in my Iyanla Van Zandt voice, um, beloved, God is not against you. He is for you. You know, like that's that's what I want to do, but I want to do a D. New Williams style, okay? I want you to know that God is rooting and cheering you along the whole way, but that process, baby, whoo, boy, that process will take you out if you let it. And if I, Delisa New Williams, has anything to do with it, I won't let it. So my episodes are about inner self-healing. That's what ish means. Ta-da! inner self-healing. I help you get those insides together so your outside and insides can match. Because see, you be looking real fly on the outside, you know what I'm saying? Fresh cut, hairdo popping, smelling like Burberry up in here, hair done, nails done, everything big. You know what I'm saying? You fancy. Oh, wait a minute. And that's another thing. I will blurt out a scene from a movie or song at any given time, okay? I believe it's called Music and Movie Tourette's, all right? But it's, it's just me. It's what I do, boo, all right? So come on, just follow me, okay? <laughs> I digress. Anywho, so your outside is looking all good, but your insides are hurting, suffering even, and, and maybe even possibly broken. As bad as we don't want to admit the truth, we got issues that need tissues, darling. Unforgiveness, loneliness, pop-off, attitude, bad, whatever. I'ma set it off, you know, anytime. Yes, we covers it all on Get Your Ish Together podcast, but just keep listening because that will not, I decree and declare that that will not be your struggle for long. Trust me when I say so. So the new year has come upon us and I must admit that I've never, ever been more excited about any particular like new year in my life like I am right now. Like, is it just me? Like, for real, because I'm like super geeked over here and he's already done so much and it's it's, it's still January, you know, in this short period of time. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I hosted my first sold out event. You know, come on, yes, that's like, come on, God. Um, everybody in the family is healthy, you know, got they, they, they right frame of mind. We still got a roof over our head, but most importantly, the biggest thing that we've been waiting nine years for, and I was going to share this later on, but I, I'm so geeked. I got to share it with my listeners now. My husband graduated from the fire Academy paramedic just a few weeks ago. Yes, give it up, give it up, Hercules, Hercules, okay? Like just waiting with expectation on what God is going to do this year. This has like never happened before. And I am so like on fire, just like, oh, just charged up waiting for him. Like even when I got married and had my babies, I don't think I've ever been this excited or, or I can remember, you know, like I am in this season in my life. And I just want to know, like, you know, inbox me, you know, let me know that I ain't crazy. Like you charged up to it. you like, I don't even know for what, but I just am because I know God is like, <laughs> like, that's what I want to hear. Okay. Because I promise you, it is something about this year that just got me fired up. Um, I'm even excited about how God is crafting the podcast, y'all. Like, he got me doing them in series. You know, like, yeah, I'm a series girl over here, okay? We got series, baby. 
And this particular series that we're about to talk about today, it's about stewardship. Now, I have to be honest. I got the idea from my pastor. We went to New Year's Eve service and he gave the church a word for the year. And the word for the year was steward. Our pastor gave us that word. And I really like that because it gives you one thing to focus on and align your whole year on. Like if you ever get stuck and need to readjust your thoughts or actions, just go back to the word that the Lord gave you. It's pretty simple. Um, You know, in this series, I'm going to show you how simple it is. Well, actually, I think I'll talk about it now because I'm going to do another episode and I got a guest that I'm coming on. Um, with, but um, I've been doing this for a few years now. I I actually did it a few weeks ago at my couples vision board event. I did it last year as well. But um, what it entails is you just come up with a word. And so at the couples vision board event, each couple came up with a word that they wanted to focus on and they found a scripture, you know, that aligned with the word. And so, for example, one of the couples there, their word was planted. OK, they was deep. It was plant. And they was just like, I want to be planted by the living waters. I was like, all right, go ahead with your living waters. OK, grow. They was like everything we do. I just want to be planted. I just want to be a seed. I'm like, all right, come on through with it. OK, so. That was, you know, one of the couple's testimony and ours was, our word was victorious because, you know, we've just, we have endured so much throughout these last nine years of us being married. We're celebrating 10 years this year that, you know, I was just telling you how I'm so fired up, you know, that the word that the Lord gave us was victorious. This is going to be a victorious year and everything that we put our hands and feet to is just going to be victory, you know? So I was just like, ah, yes, victory. Yes, about time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so geeked about our word, man, okay? So now back to, you know, the episode, you know, because like I told you, I can can talk and get off and get back on. But hey, just follow me, all right? Just follow your girl. Now, the word I mentioned earlier that was given to us was steward. And steward is a really humbling word. You know, it's about love, you know, like caring for something or managing someone. There's no selfishness here when it comes to the word steward. Even my pastor, he said, you know, when when he mentioned it at the New Year's Eve service, he was like, it got real quiet up in here. I'm like, yeah, because steward is a deep word. And when you look it up in a dictionary, you know, they even mention a stewardess and, you know, cause a stewardess, you know, is a flight attendant and I love, now let me just, now I'm going to really get off tangent with this one, but I love the stewardesses on Southwest. So anybody else love them? They are so down to earth and caring. Like you could really have a good conversation with them. So anybody that knows the, the stewardess on Southwest, let them know that your girl D. New Williams said that she loves them. Keep doing the good work. Okay. And, and just keep being great because they doing their thing over there at Southwest. Okay. But anywho, the word steward is basically just a person who is responsible for taking care of something or someone. See, I told you, it's a very humbling word, okay? I ain't, I ain't here to play with y'all. And I wanted to kick this second season off right because we're in 2020 and we don't have time for games. Like season one, you know, was about opening up your eyes, letting you know, that you have purpose and it's time for you to walk in your purpose and, you know, and God has promises, you know, for you. It was kind of like, you know, helping you be aware 
of, you know, who you are and this purpose that you were called to. You know, that's that's pretty much what the gist of season one is. You know, so if you um, are struggling in that area as far as your purpose and the promises of God, I would implore you to go back and listen to the whole season because it's going to get you right. OK, it's going to get you right to the quick. <laughs> and um, but for for season two. In 2020, like, we don't have time for games and the foolishness and anything that's causing us any setbacks in our lives. Like, we ain't got time for that. This is the episode that I pray will spearhead the remaining months of your year and have you planted right where God wants you in this season. So in order to do that, we got to get our ish together with the Lord, period. We need to take a deep look at what stewardship looks like with a capital G-O-D. I mean, he's been a great steward over us. We breathing, walking, eating lobster and steak, you know, all that, this and the third. We got the good lives. But how do we, me and you, steward this relationship with God? What part are we, me and you, playing in this (laughs) stewardship? Because we keep looking for the next thing or new thing to fulfill us you know, keep us and make us happy, but we got God. So like, what is the freaking problem here? I mean, it's like, you know, you just got to take that vacation or or you just going to die or I just got to go hang out with my friends because it's it's all I got to do. And and I just got to go spend that money. You just got to go do this thing for you. And you haven't done much with him or even for him. You see, you know, I say with him and not just for him. But definitely you haven't done nothing with him. And so when I think of the with him, you know, it takes me back to the relationship with the flight stewardess. And if you didn't know, yes, you have a relationship with your flight stewardess. I don't care how long your flight is, two hours, three, 10, 12. Y'all going to have a relationship. See, she's on the plane with you. And if the plane goes down, y'all going down together. This year, we have to be in a we and this together type of thing. Since she's there to take care of you, it's her duty and her responsibility to make sure you know what to do in case of an emergency. She makes sure your seatbelt is on and that you're safe. You begin to grow a trusting relationship, you know, real to the quick with her, okay? Like I said, I don't care how long your your flight is. Y'all got this relationship real quick (laughs) because she has the knowledge, the know-how, and the wisdom that can save your life. In other words, you need her, boo. So how do we store God? What does stewardship look like when the person is the almighty creator? I mean, he created relationships. He even created the word relationship in store. So he's the one that takes care of us. So how? Just how can we store God? And how does one look after God? How, Sway? And the question it brings me to this moment. I'll never forget this this, this time. Oh, my God. This, this one particular moment where... My baby Maddie, that's the one that you hear talking in the beginning. I love her so much. I do. That's that's my heart. She really is. And I and let me just tell y'all, she also is the one that gets on my nerves. <laughs> okay. She she is the one that gets on my nerves. And so when I be saying I love her and she my heart, I be trying to speak those things, be not as though they were. That's some now that's some game for your parents. The one that gets on your nerves the that the most, that's the one you need to be like, I love her so much. We have the greatest relationship. Oh yeah, she's so obedient. You you're gonna have to change it, honey. You got to change your confessions with that one. Cause I'm doing it and she's six. Okay. I'm changing my confessions 
all the time with that one because Lord Jesus, whew, she she just, yeah. Anyway, so my little Miss Maddie, she loves praying, you know, at dinner time. And this one particular evening, she was praying. And let me just say this. Madison loves to pray for a long time, okay? She the one that'd be like, I thank you, God, for the spoon. I thank you, God, for the forks. You be like, girl, come on. We is hungry. Like, I'm going to need you to hurry this up. And so this particular day, she prayed and was like, God, we pray for you. And me and my husband, you know, we had our heads bowed and we looked up and we was like, pray for God. And she was like, yeah, I just want to pray for him. And, you know, and I think she was saying something like, you know, she hoped he was okay and whatnot, but it really shocked my husband and I because we never heard anybody pray for God. Like, you know, we magnify him and worship him, but pray for him. You know what I'm saying? So it brings me back to the question. How does one look after God? How do you take care of God? And you take care of God by you can't. You just can't. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Real talk. If you think about it. See, I'm going to make this personal because I wonder if you're like me. See, I be out here trying to be a big girl for God. You know, I'm like, oh, motherhood, I got that. You know, I can make the lunches, comb the hair, help with homework, handling my day-to-day -day businesses, emails and shirt transactions. I got that, God. I don't need you there. Even being a good wife, I'm like, oh, I got that. I know what he likes. I know what to do for him. I know, you know, his love languages. I read the books. I have my schedules, my teachings from what I learned in business school or what somebody shared with me on YouTube or whatever. I'm like, listen, I can do this, God. So I don't need to worry you with this stuff. I mean, I can call you for like the big stuff, you know, like death. You know, death, I ain't conquered a grave or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to call you for that if somebody dying or if somebody like really, really sick, like cancer or something, I'm going to call you for that too. But like if it's a little cold, you ain't got to worry about that, guy. I'm going to just take the little Robitussin and Diamond Tap or whatever and we're going to be good up in here. I don't need to seek you and pray about no little cold. I'm going to just take care of it because I'm a big girl. See, that's how I am. I wanted to make God proud of how I was a quote unquote big girl and didn't need to call on him as much. See, I told you this was going to get real. And some of us, even with the stewardess on the flight, she be talking, using her finger demonstrations. And I promise y'all, if y'all see me in the studio right now, I'm using the little two fingers and you know how you put it to the side and <laughs> like they be using a finger demonstrations that she's rehearsed so frequently that she can probably say it in her sleep. But some of us will just ignore her because we've been on a plane before, okay? We rode a plane, rode a plane. You know, so this ain't nothing to a G like, like me. I got this, period. Exit doors over there. You know, I got this. And then the turbulence hits. The disaster comes. The plane is shaking. And you looking like, uh, you looking for this stewardess because you waiting on her to tell you what to do. You know, how she going to help you. When she was just there giving you some instructions a little less than an hour ago. And guess what? She's still there helping 
and guiding you, but you can't help her. The only thing you can do is help the others on the plane in conjunction with her. And that's just like God. You can't take care of him, but you can take care of what he loves. See, in this episode, I want to help bridge this spiritual disconnect that we've been experiencing all last year, shoot, years even, okay? Like, you know, God, and and they're still like, oh, you know, it's something, it's just something not clicking like I know him, but something just ain't clicking and this is it, y'all. We cannot have this going on all freaking year long, honey, no way. Because if you set yourself up early with this truth, The rest of the year, better yet, the rest of your life will flow like winds, honey. You were assigned and called to take care of what God loves and keep his commandments. And there's only two. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Then love your neighbor as yourself. See, God is doing his part in the matter. Just like the stewardess on the plane, he's assisting you when necessary, helping you get out of jams, if and when the time calls. He does it so graciously with a smile on his face and wants you to have an amazing, fulfilled experience in this thing called life. Just like the flight stewardess wants your flight to be a great one as well. And just like when you're on that flight, obeying what the stewardess tells you to do, following the rules of the plane so you can be safe, God requires the same thing. He wants you to obey what he says and keep his commandments so you too can be safe. Now, in this case, safe means healthy, have a sound mind, and be whole. Did you know that you can have every bit, I mean, er bit? of money, nice house, cars, and a dream job and still not be whole? Because see, being whole is about being fulfilled and connected to the one who created you. In stewardship with God, you can't take care of the almighty because he is the almighty, boo. It kind of reminds me of that scripture over in Job when Job was trying to tell God all what he had done and God just straight checked him and was like, hold on, listen, shawty. Where were you when the winds was blowing and the oceans was forming and didn't know where to go? And I had to tell them, you know what I'm saying? Like, basically, I created everything you talking about right now, even the ground you standing on. So who going to check me, boo? Nobody. Because he is the great I am. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And the best thing, the very best thing that you can do if you want to be pleasing in his sight is love his people, his creation. And you do that by operating in the gifts of the Lord. Yes, that's how you do that. You store God and be God's steward by operating in the gifts of the Lord. And in this generation, especially y'all, like for real, we got to pray for this generation. It's a selfish generation. Okay. Like for real, Lord help us. The gifts that God gave us are not for our own. Okay. Newsflash. No, sir. No, ma'am. They are for God's people. Okay. There's a scripture over in first Peter um, four and 10, where it says, as each has received a gift, use it. Use it, boo. That's the D new version. Use it, boo, to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now, I know I mentioned earlier about my husband's graduating, you know, from paramedic 
um, the Fire Academy. And I just want to point this out for the person who's been waiting and waiting. You know, he was a good steward over his faith. He managed his faith like none other when it came to this Fire Academy. When, you know, when it didn't look like there was anything, you know, no phone calls, everybody was getting it before him. He believed and never doubted. I, I would often ask him, you know, like over and over, like, did you doubt? You know, and he'd be like, no, I didn't. I always knew that this was for me. And I'm like, even after nine years, <laughs> you know, like, because your girl would have been like, yeah, I think God is calling me to nursing, you know, or even maybe a doctor. Because in nine years, you could be a whole doctor as long as you was waiting for them to call your name. But no, like my husband was a good steward over his faith in Christ Jesus. He's always wanted to save lives more than anybody, you know, that I know. He He's always said that, you know, he he's seen himself like in those final moments of that person's life and him having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with them and leading them to Christ. Like this is the vision that he's had, you know? And, and I believe being able to see the end of a thing is the hope that keeps us going while we're in the process. So you have a gift of teaching and you limit yourself to just homeschooling your kids. And God has filled your belly with dreams of owning your own daycare and even school someday. But not just for the ones and tools, but for the community, boo, the city, heck, even the nation. You have the gift of finance and all you focused on is building your own bank account to six and seven figures. Like, what about using your gift of finance to plant seeds in your friends and families and church organizations and schools? Like that's loving God's people, getting them out of debt. We have to get to a place of loving to be a light for the whole world to see instead of just our squad, homeboys and homegirls. Be the light that shines upon all darkness and causes it to even transform. Form. Yes, you have the power of transformation in people's lives. You have the gift of understanding, but you pick and choose who you want to be understanding to and forgive and who you don't want to. Like, come on, now that ain't even God. You can forgive your boyfriend for cheating on you, but then when your friends say something out of pocket and apologize, all of a sudden I'ma drop her. I ain't got time for this. Like, come on. Your parents make you mad and then you you all out here mad at them. But then when you go into other places at your job, co-workers, you know, you you so you so gracious to other people. Like, but what happened with mom and daddy? Where was your light shining in? God wants you to forgive and understand and be gracious to all his people. There's a scripture over in 2 Corinthians 6 and it says, we work together with God. So we are asking you not to receive God's grace and then do nothing with it. Mm -mm. He says, when I had mercy on you, I heard you, boo. On the day I saved you, I helped you, boo. I tell you, now is the time God has mercy. Now is the day that he saved. And just think about it. When you work with someone and y'all working together, you have to get to know somebody. The more you work with God, you begin to learn 
who he is, the mystery of him, the wonders of his thinking. And you start reading his word more because you're working with him and you desire to learn more and more so you can do more and more with him. It's like being in business with someone and you have to get to know that person, who they are, you know, what they like, what they don't like, you know, how can you two keep growing this business or relationship that y'all started by working together and growing together and finding out things about each other. But the only difference is that God created you. So he already knows everything about you, but you don't know everything about you. Did you catch that? God knows everything about you, but you don't know everything about you. So even in this relationship of you two working together, he's going to reveal so much more about yourself that you didn't even know yourself about yourself. Okay. That is so like freaking beautiful that the more I work with God, he's going to open up my eyes to so many things, so many possibilities, so many entities of myself that I, I couldn't even think or dream. You know, like I didn't even know I could love that deep. I didn't even know my heart was that open. I didn't even know I could give that much. I didn't even know I could help that person to that in that capacity. Like that's what God's going to do when you work with him. So in closing, you know what you're gifted in. Okay, come on. We ain't even about to go there. <laughs> and we're not about to let the enemy tell us that we aren't who we are. Okay? That's that's what we're not about to do. Period. So number one, be faithful to those gifts he has given you. Be a good steward over the gift you already have and stop putting these gifts on the shelf or in the back room closet of your life. And number two, when you love God's people and use your gift for God's people, that's being God's steward. Oprah didn't focus on just telling her story for the world to see. No, she unlocked thousands of stories for others and freed them as well. Even in the next book that I'm writing, yes, you all, I am currently working on my fifth publication and I will share so much with you all, you know, in the in the episodes to come. But even in me doing my research on Sam Walton, the owner of Walmart, he started his company to offer low prices for the community, you know, for the people in his community. But, you know, it wasn't just for his friends and family. And his one little store has grown with thousands of locations nationwide. And let's not forget Jesus, okay? who didn't down a cross just to save the Jews and, you know, his little crew, the 12 disciples, the misfit, the misfit gang, you know, out here. No, he did it for the entire world. Use the gift you have right now. Do not delay. Don't wait another day putting it off. Do it for the future of you, for the future of the world, better yet for the kingdom as a whole. That's being God's steward. Because it won't look like God's working for you or you're working for him, but instead you and God will be working that thing out together. And I'm out. Hey, believers, thank you for tuning in to another dope episode of Get Your Ish Together podcast. I pray this episode had you stirred up and put that word up in you because I came and set the people free, y'all. <laughs> I ain't got no time to play. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast. Rate it, boo. Share it with your peeps because your girl is on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as wherever podcasts are heard. Until next time, I love you with the love of Jesus. D. New Williams signing off, and I'm out.
Mwah. Now let's jam. Hey. We gotta get our ish together. 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 Get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom.